3: Welcome
4: to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
5: We're back. It's Tuesday. It's gorgeous out. I would be happy with this level of weather, like, all the time. You know, I don't care. I mean, I know fall is beautiful. I know, like, freshly fallen snow is, like, some beauty. I get that. But just... If I could pick and stay in Pittsburgh, cause you know I'm a Homer and a Yenzer, if I could just stay in Pittsburgh and have it be like this all the time, like a high of like mid eighties is fine, it's humid, but it's not unbearable. It's fine. Nights are warm, I was out on my porch last night until eleven o'clock. Bugs weren't bad; it was just ideal. oh gosh, soak it up, That's what I say. Hey, welcome into the ride home with John and Kathy. I am Kathy, but no John because he's on vacation. And um, I've got Christy Stockdale, our producer, in the other room. Christy, I talked to John today. What did he have to say? Everything upsetting. He got up at seven in the morning. He went and had two cups of coffee and a muffin. Then he went back and laid in bed and read a book. Then he called me, which, like, why? Just to check in. Then he walked out. To the uh, beach from whence he was calling me, and he said he was going to have to stop our conversation because he wasn't going to have coverage. Oh my! It's like oh, cry me a river. <laughs> anyway, he says he's planning on staying out there till sunset. Just out on the beach. Just I'm till so sunset. jealous. Isn't that upsetting? Anyway, the good news is, for all of us here in Pittsburgh, we have such a terrific show. And thank you for all of us, who are, all of you, who are listening from other states, other countries. Welcome into the ride home. I hope your weather is every bit as nice as what John Hall is experiencing on his beach getaway. Anyway, on our show today, listen, we like, if, you know what I'm going to do on our on our new studio, Christy? I thought about this yesterday. And we're moving to a, to a new studio in a couple weeks. No, not weeks. A couple weeks, months. Months. A couple months. I got excited. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put on the wall like a little index card with the subjects that we discuss. Love it. And I'm just going to just put it up there. That's great. And then at the end of a week, we're going to look at all those subjects and say, really? We talked about all that in five days. That's your week in review right there. I don't even have to do the week in review anymore. We can just do like one still shot of everything. I'm like, that's going to be good. Anyway. Okay. This is what's coming up on today's show. Uh, In the five o'clock hour. Seven important differences between angels and demons. Well, first of all, I sure hope there are important differences between <laughs> angels and demons. My good friend, Jay Warner Wallace, Dateline featured, cold case detective, a senior fellow at the Colson Center, author. You know, I mean, If you listen to the show, you know him. If you follow him online, you know him. Anyway, he's a terrific guy. We're going to talk about what. The, okay, what's the difference between the good angels and the bad ones. That's at 535. Also, we're going to talk about um, Apple's next iPhone is coming. I want to find out from you how old your phone actually is. Okay? So I don't know if I'm going to feel worse about myself or better about myself after that segment. Also, the life of a single mom at 510... Um, We're going to talk about Facebook and Instagram being, uh, quote unquote, toxic for young women in high school. And we'll also talk about the Laurel Highlands, which has won an award as one of the best places in America to see fall foliage. How about that? It's also Roberto Clemente week. We're going to talk about that as well. And in just a little bit, uh, the Pittsburgh Fellows Program is going to be under uh, in the spotlight as I'm going to welcome to the studio Julie McCormick, talk about a terrific thing that Pittsburgh does, um, and uh, see, I don't know, how you can avail yourself of some of the best young minds here in the Pittsburgh area. Anyway, but before we do any of that, Christy, I'd like to do the top four at four. Do you think it's time?
6: Uh, It's time. Great.
5: righty, people. This is for Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. Number one, a top Senate Democrat blasted the Biden administration's handling of the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan as, quote, fatally flawed and threatened to subpoena Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin if he does not agree to testify in the near future. According to the USA Today, the sharp rebuke from Senator Bob Menendez, chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, came as Secretary of State Blinken faced a second day of intense questioning by lawmakers furious over the chaotic U.S. exit. From Afghanistan, Blinken strongly defended the president's decision to end America's 20-year war in Afghanistan and the administration's handling of the evacuation. He said no one in the U.S. government predicted the Afghan security forces would surrender to the Taliban so quickly. A surprise development, he says, that paved the way for the militant Islamic group to take over the country within days. Lawmakers in both parties remain deeply frustrated, and that's the nicest way we can put it, that the State Department did not begin a mass evacuation earlier, targeting in particular Afghans who worked for the U.S. military during the war and who are now acutely vulnerable to Taliban reprisals. They are also concerned about the estimated 100 U.S. citizens who are still in Afghanistan and seeking to leave. Number two. President Biden told California voters at a rally in support of Governor Gavin Newsom, who is facing a recall election, that the eyes of the nation are on the Golden State as it makes a decision that will, quote, reverberate around the world. And then he said, you either keep Gavin Newsom as your governor or you'll get Donald Trump. According to CBS News, the president described the leading Republican candidate, conservative radio talk show host Larry Elder, as a clone of former President Trump and said California voters need to send a message to the rest of the country. It is, though, a big day for the California governor because polls earlier this summer had indicated a close race. Recent ones, though, have shown Newsom widening his lead. And a senior advisor said just last night. And of course, this is just, you know, you're just ready for this to be overturned, right?
6: He said quote,
5: "There's no scenario where we lose tomorrow. Don't you just want him to lose? Just after someone says that, don't you want him to lose?" Anyway, a Berkeley poll released on Friday showed the no vote leading the yes vote 60-38 among likely voters. But keep in mind, it's only a poll. The other thing about California is I believe that this is true. I think that they're one of the states where you can vote by mail and it has to be postmarked today. So we might not know for a week who actually wins that race. Anyway, number three. Eight members of the New Orleans Saints have tested positive for COVID-19, according to the Wall Street Journal, in a developing situation that represents the first major test of the revamped protocols for the NFL's second pandemic season. The positives include six coaches, a nutritionist, one player. Now, the NFL rules call for all coaches to be vaccinated, which means that at least four of the positive tests seem like they're probably breakthrough cases. The player tested positive is on injured reserve and did not travel with the team to the opening game, which was crazy because it was a 38 to 3 blowout win against the Packers in a game that first, like what even happened? Of course, you weren't watching it, Christy, because you don't care. I was swimming. Yeah, I was listening to it on the radio because I couldn't watch it on my stupid. Cable that's broken. Anyway, the game was played in Jacksonville after the Saints were displaced because of the hurricane. The storm's damage sent the team packing to the Dallas area to practice, and it's still, as of yet, unclear when the team may be able to return home. Uh, And number four, Chaka Khan, who I love will perform at the 11th annual Pittsburgh International Jazz Festival this weekend. The 10-time Grammy Award-winning singer will take the stage 8 p.m. Friday at the Benedum. She has released 22 albums, in case you have not been keeping track, and has 10 Billboard number no. 1 songs. There's going to be an after-party, which will be held for con ticket holders at the August Wilson Center. And in addition to Chaka, other performers this weekend include Diane Reeves, Marcus Miller, Christian McBride's New John, Patrice Rushen & Friends, Brantford, Greg Porter, and Jasmia Horn. And that, my friends, is your top four at four. I don't know Jasmia Horn. Do you know Jasmia Horn? I do not. Do you know any of those people? You're not a jazz fan. I'm not a jazz fan. I don't know any. Well, that's a pretty nice lineup. Really is. I would love to see that. I'm going away this weekend, Christy. Oh, where Mm -hmm. are you going? Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Scranton. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I want to see Dunder Mifflin. Yes talk about that more later anyway we've got a lot of stuff to get to today julie mccormick and the on deck circle the pittsburgh fellows program let's talk about something really dynamic fun and it benefits all of us here in the city of pittsburgh that's next on the ride home
7: W-O-R-D.
2: You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you.
7: I'm your number one fan.
2: That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to
1: wordfm.com fanclub and sign up. We're big fans. To be or not to be. If that's your pest question, get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem. For homeowners, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at Boo'sBugStoppers.com.
2: This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh. Maybe you've missed church because of the pandemic. Maybe it's been years since you've come, or maybe you've never darkened a church door. But maybe it's time to discover God's love, God's truth, God's purpose for your life. Join us at First Presbyterian Church, 326th Avenue, downtown Pittsburgh. Sunday mornings at 1045 or online at fpcp.org. You are welcome here.
1: If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7, 365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at
3: q-dot.com. At paid for by MPM, non-attorney spokesperson. Attention. This is an important message for anyone diagnosed with Parkinson's disease after being exposed to Paraquat or other similar herbicides. Paraquat is a chemical commonly used by farmers and those that work with or apply herbicides. Residences near agricultural sites are also at risk for exposure. Scientific research showed that exposure to Paraquat close to a residence increased Parkinson's disease risk by 75%. Numerous additional studies confirmed the link between Paraquat and increased risk for Parkinson's. In fact, Paraquat has been banned or limited for use in many other countries around the world. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with Parkinson's after being exposed to Paraquat or other herbicides and suffered side effects, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call us today at 800-951-6541. Our experienced attorneys are ready to fight for you, and you'll pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. Call 800-951-6541. That's 800-951-6541.
5: So when you've got an opening at your place of business and you're trying to think of the kind of person that you want to hire, you know, you want to, you want somebody who wants to learn. You want somebody who's curious, but you also want somebody who's capable, right? So you want someone who's able to like take on a new task, but also has enough skills in place that they can kind of get to that place. And sometimes it's hard to find that person. When we were interviewing for our new producer, the position that Christy has. I mean, I think we had 85 applications and it was just slogging through this person and that person and this person and that person. It's a really hard decision because there are so many people who are looking for work who seem capable, but it's hard to kind of get that right fit between someone who wants the job and you want them for the job, especially young people who are just graduating from college and trying to kind of get their feet wet in what the job market looks like. Well, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have Julie McCormick join us in the studio today. Julie is the executive director of the Pittsburgh Fellows Program. And in my experience, it's just been an absolute home run in hooking up young people with organizations and businesses in Pittsburgh and just watching both flourish. So Julie, welcome in. Thank you. It's yeah. Nice Move yourself a little closer to the microphone. Move the microphone a little. little closer to you. Um, Okay, so for people who have never heard of the Pittsburgh Fellows Program, talk
8: about what it is. We are a postgraduate leadership development program, faith-based. We recruit students right out of college who want to work in the business world, and we place them um, in the field of their interest where they work four days a week, And then on Fridays, they take graduate-level classes in professional and spiritual development. We um, engage in extensive mentoring and networking um, along the way. And our goal is really to help them launch uh, their career successfully, fully integrating faith, work, life, and worship.
9: Yeah.
5: Okay. So when you're looking at a, a population of students who have been immersed for a four-year program somewhere on a Mm -hmm. campus, Mm -hmm. and now they're looking to kind of get out and get a job. It is a whole different experience than when I graduated from college, you know? Me as well. Yeah. It was just a lot easier for me. I I feel like it was. Um, Now there's just a, there's a big gulf, I think, between the working world and the world of the campus right now. And so being that, I don't know, that launching Pad for somebody, I think, is incredibly valuable. But also, talk about how it's valuable for the organizations that would be hiring a fellow.
8: An organization who hires a fellow, um, first of all, that we thoroughly vet the, okay. the candidates. So that we have an extensive interview process, um, and we um, also understand the companies that that we work with, what they are looking for, the kind of culture they have, the work environment and so we um, are able to match fellows or students who are looking for certain you know certain workplace environments certain certain fields of interest um, with with an employer and then uh, we, and what, and what does the employer get out of it well the employer gets um, a highly motivated um, capable Employer, someone who has demonstrated excellence and leadership, who is curious, engaged, eager to learn, and eager to contribute. Mm. Um, I think that is, you know, uh, one of the the leading characteristics of our fellows is they want to get in there and really contribute. They're not looking just for a job. They're looking to make a difference in their company and support their company's goals.
5: Yeah. Talk about the um the fellows that you have, the fellows you've worked with over the last you've been here what, this eight six years? My eighth, 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 eighth year. Classes. Your eighth year. Okay.
8: What are they like? Oh boy, they're as different as um as can be, but they all have some some similar characteristics. They are all um uh, they are all interested in working with excellence. Um, we have three tenants for um, the fellows, and one is workplace excellence. And so all of our fellows who come in want to bring that into. Mm-hmm. Um, into the workplace. Our other tenant is Christlike Living, and so they bring a high level of integrity, um, values-driven, ethical employees. And uh, our last tenant is Passion for Pittsburgh, and that's one of our goals, is to not just attract uh, students here, but retain them. And so for an employer, at the end of nine months, they have that option of offering full-time employment. And they're not required to, mm-hmm. but if the fit is good, yeah, uh, they, yeah, yeah. They do that, and many of our fellows, a majority of our fellows, do want to stay, and um, and will accept that offer. So, you've invested nine months in this in this fellow, and now it, they uh, he or she turns into a full time employee and can yeah. just continue. Okay.
5: Talk about um how you see the college environment playing into the fellows that you're getting. I mean what's the university atmosphere like? I mean, and you have kids of your own is that right?
8: We do yeah okay, My and I have five kids um they're all all out of college now, but um uh, one of the one of the perks of, of being a fellow is this um, ability to transition in community. So, okay. you know, a college student has spent four years, really more than four years, living with peers and having a lot of support systems around them. Mm-hmm. And, and that actually was part of the vision um, when the initial fellows program was started is students were graduating and then floundering because all of a sudden they had no support. And they were That's trying to figure right? everything yeah, out sure. on their own. And so we come alongside them. Um, in in Pittsburgh, our fellows live in community. We have four homes. So everyone has their own bedroom, but they shared living space. Okay,
5: interesting. Yes. All right. So a little, maybe some vestiges of college living, right? right. Where you, you're used to sharing the sofa with somebody, yes. if you have one.
8: Right. Yes. Yes. Um, and these are very, they're fully furnished. They're very nice homes. Um, so they have that, that community piece okay. together. Um, because our employers tend to hire our fellows, we have over 130 of them still remaining here, our alumni in wow. the area who also get involved in the program and wow. can be that help to, you know, someone who's just a recent graduate yeah. can help with that transition.
5: Wow. Okay. Um, Julie McCormick, we're talking to her executive director, of the Pittsburgh fellows program. Julie, talk about, um, the kind of growth you've seen, I kind of want to give our listeners like a full understanding, like from an employer's perspective, from a student's perspective, you're kind of seeing them both. Um, right. how, how do you see students grow over that nine month period?
8: Um, I see, uh, a more full realization of what it means to work, um, and some refinement of where, um, they can best use their skills and abilities. So they're kind of
5: dipping their toe in.
8: Right. Mm hmm. Um, I see um, the employer benefiting the fellow in that they get exposed to uh, really excellent workplaces. We are pretty careful about who we place our fellows with, um, yeah. just as we vet fellows we vet companies, and so um, the fellows are are gaining really valuable experience in a, in a supportive and challenging environment that is one thing we're really clear of is our fellows do real work you know, mm, they, they right. come in and they're involved in projects um and and meaningful okay meaningful and
5: what about the love of pittsburgh
8: i the, like i like yes. that
5: that's one of your core tenants it
8: is it's a pittsburgh as you know it's yeah. a great city and um it is often a hidden gem and so we um we are constantly touting it. I actually, I teach one of the fall classes, and we it's city and and um, servant leadership, and we are out in the city every week. Yeah, yeah, you know, getting to know the neighborhoods, various community leaders, okay. and really helping helping our fellows see the city, both um, all all areas of the city from um, you know from the the top corporations to to people who are struggling and um, and everything in between.
5: Yeah. Okay. So it's not just a program for graduating seniors or a program for corporations, but it's really, you know, a PR tool for the city.
8: It is. It is. Yes.
5: Huh. How about that? Julie McCormick with me talking about the Pittsburgh fellows program. Um, Julie, what about, um, your requirements for someone taking on the program? You have to have a lot of applicants. Um, what are the things that are important to you guys?
8: Um, some of what I mentioned earlier: commitment to excellence, um, demonstrated leadership. You have to have a four-year degree. A four-year degree, okay. yes. Um, age, age. You can be a couple years out of college. We've we've taken students who have maybe worked a year or two. Okay. In fact, one of a uh, story I really like is a fellow who graduated. He was a mechanical engineer. He found a job. It was a great job he didn't necessarily not like the job, but he realized something was missing. He attended the Jubilee conference in um, February and found us there. And, and it was like, Oh, this is the missing piece. So he, he stayed with his employer who allowed him to dial back to four days a week Okay for, for the nine months. And, um, and he went through the program, and he left us much more certain of of his purpose of of why he was working uh much happier and um more satisfied employee and remained with that company.
5: Wow, that's a great story. So Mm -hmm. on that fifth day when he wasn't working, what kind of, those you said those are graduate level classes that they can take. What's what's the purpose of that? How does that work? Is that in their field of study?
8: No, no, it's um, leadership development. And so spiritual formation each semester, um, fellows take a, a class in that to really ground them in their faith and to help them understand that faith is not just something we Practice on Sunday mornings, but to to fully um, integrate yeah. into into all areas of life, and then uh, the afternoon class each time is is a leadership development class. So I expose them to city city leaders and and um, various ways of thinking, approaching things, and then we run an ethics uh, class in the spring.
5: That sounds like a terrific training tool.
8: It, I have never had a fellow tell me they regret. Doing it, doing it. Yeah, Mm -mm.
5: that's really wonderful. How many fellows do you have at one time?
8: We have 16 this year. Typically, we range between 14 and 16.
5: Okay, all right. Um,
8: People listening to the program, they're thinking,
5: well, I have somebody I would, who would really love this or could benefit. How would they get involved?
8: Uh, They can email me um, On our website is just pittsburghfellows.com. Is that PGH or PITT? Pittsburgh, yes. Spelled out Pittsburgh, yes. Yes. And, um, or my email is just J. McCormick, McCormick with an I at PittsburghFellows.com. Okay. And what about a cost to be involved in the program? Uh, for a fellow, the cost is six thousand. It covers everything. Um, That's housing um, rent, and food, housing, and everything. Uh, yeah, not food, but housing, okay. utilities, uh, classes. Um, you know, everything associated with classes, books, um, conferences, retreats, everything like that. that Does it have do. to be paid up front? No. Okay. No. Yeah. Give, they can pay it monthly. A lot of our fellows um, are starting to fundraise. Actually, we we commission them as missionaries to begin the year, and yeah. so many of them raise all or close to all of their tuition. Yeah. Through that.
5: Um, last question for you, Julie, before we have to break. Um, there's a huge difference in working be- as a Christian, you know, and keeping your faith on a Sunday than working and realizing that Jesus has called you to do your work every yes, day. There is living through the power of the Holy Spirit and watching him transform things around you and most importantly, transform you. Um, talk about is that a, a thing that students recognize before they come to the program?
8: Um, I would say they're aware of it and they deepen their understanding okay. of that. Um, if we have time for just one yeah, quick story, please. a couple of years ago, a Pitt graduate came to us, IT background and was struggling with this question of a good Christian would do full-time ministry, but he was clearly gifted in, sure. in this field and in a different field in that in a a was not field. pastoring right, a church, right. And so he came to us to discern. Yeah, where should I be? Well, he is we we placed them with a a trucking company and he quickly um led this initiative to update their their technology and mm. they were they were pretty far behind and he has modernized it um, he's been promoted in just a few years has actually he has one of our current fellows working for him now oh, but um, it's like a grandfellow yes yes uh but but through the process of the fellows program and the classes the mentoring the experience of working he came to be really comfortable with the fact that he serves the lord through his work in this trucking company not so it's still ministry yes right it's just yes. ministry that looks different it is right right well that's fabulous
5: Julie I, I really enjoyed this a lot well I did too Kathy. yeah thank you. okay thanks for coming in so Pittsburgh Fellows give the website again
8: uh, just www.pittsburghfellows.com okay
5: terrific thank you so much thank you really terrific all right for more information just go to the website you can talk to Julie ask her all your questions pepper her with all the you know needs you have and all the students that you want to hire there's a lot more to come Tuesday edition right home.
1: As Joe Sweeney's plane left the tarmac and the Taliban rolled into Kabul, America's longest war was at an end. After years of working with our Afghan allies, the questions persist. Was it worth it? And what will the future be for those who remain? Salem Media presents an evening with Joe Sweeney at Christchurch at Grove Farm in Suwigli. This Friday from 6 to 8.30 p.m. An hors d'oeuvre mixer followed by a moderated panel discussion with Joe featuring John Steigerwald and Kathy Emmons. Get tickets now at WordFM.com. Sponsored in part by Veteran Plumbing and Peace, Love, and Little Donuts.
5: This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home.
0: Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne.
5: And I'm Danica
0: Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for he will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. Queen
1: Building Company. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage.
0: Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty.
1: Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF.
7: What is done right, call Doing It Right. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, at WordFM.com, the WordFM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
4: It'll be warm tonight with increasing clouds, a thunderstorm around late, and a low of 68. Tomorrow will be humid with a blend of sun and areas of high clouds in the morning, then mostly cloudy skies with a strong thunderstorm around in the afternoon and evening hours. Thunderstorms can bring flooding, downpours, hail, and damaging wind gusts. The high 73. Thursday, mostly cloudy and humid, will see a high of 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew
5: Shannon. So my husband and I are doing some remodeling in our house. And by, by me saying my husband and I are doing the remodeling, that does not mean that we're doing it because we're horrible at that sort of thing. But we have partnered with amazing people who are going to do it. And I love them all deeply. Um, and so we, ha- we have not gotten underway yet. But I'd say somewhere in the next two weeks or so, we're going to be underway. And by underway, I mean that our entire first floor will be ruined. It'll be completely demolished. Whatever we understand of it now will go away and it will just be replaced. Anyway, now you can imagine that this will take a while. So, at least three months, we are going to be relegated to living on the second and third floor of our house. Okay, so no kitchen. We will not have a kitchen. Um, and we will be uh, surviving with um, a dorm size refrigerator, a dorm size freezer, that I'm thinking of buying on Amazon, but I feel like, do I really want to pay $250 for something I'm only going to use for three months? I don't know. But I can't do without ice. So anyway, that's a little thing I'm having. So maybe a dorm size freezer. I have an air fryer. And I have – I'm thinking of a George Foreman grill, which I've had in the past but gave away at a yard sale. Not sold. Gave away. So um, – It's going to be a long three months and knowing how COVID's working and how delays are in the rest of life, it could be longer than three months. So this could be the healthiest emotionally I am for a long time. Anyway, one of the things that I've decided to do is to use this as a moment to cut the cord and I'm giving up cable. Okay. I've had cable for a long time, but I just do not watch. The only thing I watch on cable is sports. Right. I watch hockey. I watch football. And when the pirates are any good at all, I watch baseball. OK, that's it. Other, I'm not one of those people that sits down at night and flicks through channels. I hate that. That makes me tense. I, you know, I, I have stuff that I stream. Um, yeah. Anyway, I don't need cable and I've been holding on to it like some kind of security blanket for way too long. So in the next couple days, the cord will be cut. But now I'm starting to panic a little bit because I don't have a good plan for what to do with sports. So if you're watching the stream right now on YouTube um, at the word Pittsburgh, I have put this question out for people. OK, the question is, I'm giving up people, I'm giving up cable, but how do I watch stuff <laughs> and especially sports? How do I what do I do? So. Like, I know that I could get, you know, I could go to a big box store and I could get like an antenna, right? But I'm not climbing out of my roof to put it there. And I guarantee you, Eric isn't either. So I'm not sure how I'm going to watch football. I went online last night and looked at one of these NFL packages. I forget which one it is because there are a whole bunch of different ones. But the one I'm considering will not allow me to watch any live games but it will allow me to watch any game once it's over.
6: It's like a blackout.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So now, you know, since I work at a church, um, I work s- Sunday morning, so I can't come home and watch a one o'clock game anyway, because I need to like go into a dark room and, you know, shut things away. So we don't usually watch one o'clock games until the evening anyway, and even four o'clock games. So I I think I could live with that. Do you have that, Christy?
6: I don't. Oh, I, I just watch it through Paramount Plus or NFL Network. Okay. But but if you're on the NFL network, don't you have to
5: have a you have to buy a package, right? I mean I have my parents' cable.
6: Oh, that's how it that's how it works. You have to have some passwords. I haven't
5: met your parents.
6: My parents are great people. Are they? They are. I believe that they are. I wonder if they would
5: share their cable <laughs> access with me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All you people that work for cable companies, it's a joke. I'm not gonna do it. OK. So I'm not going to use your parents thing. I'm not going to have cable access anymore. So I'm going to have to pick one of these packages. I mean, I could get like an the um, Sunday ticket. Right. But that's like huge dollars. I mean, that's something like over $100 a month, I think. For the yeah. season, I think it's like $450. It's something. crazy. Well, forget it. I'm not doing that because I don't really care. Like, I'm not going to watch the Chargers play. I don't, I don't care about the Vikings or the Jaguars. I don't care. I basically just want to watch the Steeler game and then I would like to be able to watch Monday night and Sunday night. I'd give up Thursday because Thursday night games are dumb. I don't like the fact that anyway. Okay, if anyone has any ideas, look, go on to our live chat which is right here on YouTube at the word Pittsburgh and tell me, help me to know what to do here. I would really love any guidance that you can possibly provide because I, I didn't see the Buffalo game and apparently it was awesome. And I like, I'm hating myself that I haven't seen it. I need help. We'll be back in a
7: minute. 101.5 W O R D.
1: To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching and elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams. Just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS. Study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu.
11: I think it's
0: fascinating
11: how resilient French fries are. I hadn't cleaned out my poor car in years, and so I decided to do it from the trunk to under the seats. I found five different types of balls, enough junk to challenge Mary Poppins' magical bag, and a good start at a French fry museum. It's Ryan, and if you tried to turn all the stuff hidden in my car into cash, you'd undoubtedly owe money. But luckily for most of us, it's quite the opposite when it comes to looking inside our homes. Home values have gone fly-a-kite high for many. Meaning, if you look under those seats, there's a good chance you could pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in your home to use for whatever you wanted. And with current mortgage rates being where they are, oftentimes you can lower the years on the overall loan or lower your monthly payment at the same time you're doing a cash out refinance. If you're curious about your options, we
9: are United Faith Mortgage.
6: We pay your appraisal fees up to
9: $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York, MLS number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender License number 22672.
2: If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages, included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA.
5: I spend too much time on social media. Felt good to say it out loud. I spend a lot of time on uh, Twitter. Twitter's how we meet a lot of our guests on the ride home. And so Twitter's, you know, pretty important to us. Um, but I spend a lot of time on Instagram. And, you know, I like to look at beautiful things, beautiful photographs, beautiful places. So Instagram was kind of like a natural fit for me. Um still Facebook every once in a while, you know, Facebook, I think is better for, you know, big photo dumps or maybe longer stories, but, um, still every single, I don't think I, it would be a surprise if I went a day without being on Instagram in particular. Um, and so when I saw the deep dive and by deep dive, I mean a 22 page article that the wall street journal published this morning. Um, entitled Facebook Knows Instagram is Toxic for Teen Girls Company Document Show. I thought, well, if I'm on Instagram as much as I am, I should probably look at this. Anyway, um, it is absolutely worth your time. Uh, especially if you have young children, especially girls, or if you know, if you're involved in some capacity in a school as a teacher, maybe you work in a youth group, maybe you have friends or younger siblings or whatever it is, um, this really sheds light on something I think is hugely important. And that is how girls look at other girls online and judge themselves. If you're a guy and you're hearing this, you're thinking, why do women do that? And the answer is, I don't know, but we all do it. I mean, I I would, I don't know if I've ever met a woman who doesn't do that. Maybe my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law would probably never have ever thought of doing that. But pretty much every other person I can think of in my whole life has judged themselves by other women in their life. This is what the article says. I'm going to give you a couple highlights. Researchers inside Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, are studying the kind of experience that young girls have. Joining a platform, maybe at age 13, maybe ending up spending three hours a day looking at people who look like they have perfect lives, who look like they have perfect bodies, who may be starting to look at fitness influencers one after another, after another, seeing images of perfect abs. Uh, Chiseled bodies, you name it. Facebook started asking itself whether this was part of a broader phenomenon, and their findings confirmed some serious problems. Quote, 32% of teen girls said that when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. Researchers said in a March 2020, okay, so that's over a year ago, slide presentation posted to Facebook's internal message board, and this was reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. Comparisons on Instagram can change how young women view and describe themselves. So for the past three years, Facebook itself has been conducting studies into how its photo sharing app affects its millions of young users. Repeatedly, the company's researchers found that Instagram is harmful for a sizable percentage of them, mostly teenage girls. Now listen, this is what they say themselves. We make body image issues worse for one in three teen girls. Teens blame Instagram for increases in the rate of anxiety and depression. This reaction was unprompted and consistent across all groups. And among teens who reported suicidal thoughts, 13% of British users and 6% of American users traced the desire to kill themselves to Instagram, one presentation showed. But, but, expanding the base of young users is vital. To Instagram and vital to Facebook, right? With more than $100 billion in annual revenue. And of course, they don't want to jeopardize their engagement with people at that age group, okay? More than 40% of people who are on Instagram are 22 and younger. And about 22 million teens log on to Instagram every single day in America. So here's the thing that can really, really hack you off. And reading this article, you come to understand that in public, Even though Facebook knows all of these internal things, and I've got 22 pages I'm holding here in my hand, of information about what Facebook and Instagram know about what their platforms do to young girls. But in public, Facebook has consistently played down the app's negative effects on teens and has not made its research public or available to academics, to lawmakers, to anybody who asked for it. In fact, in May, Instagram head Adam Mazzari told reporters that research he has seen suggest the app's effects on teens' well-being is likely quite small. Okay. So, now, I'll go into a little bit more of this. You get it, right? Instagram and Facebook know what they're doing, right? If you've seen The Social Dilemma... Have you seen The Social Dilemma, Christy? I haven't. Okay. If you watch The Social Dilemma, which I recommend for every human being, it doesn't matter what your age... Well, I mean, you don't want a five-year-old watching it. But if you've got a kid who's 12 years old they can watch the social dilemma. And if you're older than 12, you should watch the social dilemma because it will change how you interact with your phone and how you interact with your iPad and your computer and everything else. And it really gives, it just, it, it kind of allows you to have a, a real life understanding of how a young girl could be Her internal picture of herself could be changed from looking at social media. I mean, it's an outstanding, outstanding documentary. Okay. And so we get it. They want to keep users... Facebook and Instagram want to keep users. They know exactly what the platform is doing to young girls. And so they're not going to do anything about it because they need to keep their users coming. They need to get them younger and younger and they want to expand the people who are using their product. Okay. So that's capitalism. I get it. I just feel like with the amount of influence that they have and the unbelievable amounts of cash that they have, that should confer on them a little bit of responsibility as they're dealing with, uh, the lives of especially young girls all around the world. So Christy, you're 27. Do you go a day without looking at social media? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Me neither. Um, what platform do you use most often?
6: Probably Twitter. Okay. And why do you pick Twitter? Um, probably just, so for me, I love sports. So that's where I get all my sports information. Me too.
5: Right. That's, that's one of the main reasons other than work here. It's one of the main reasons I'm on Twitter also. Okay. When you were in high school, so go back 10 years or maybe more, maybe 12 years.
6: How much social media did you use? Still probably a lot. Yeah. Okay. And what were you on then? Not Twitter. Oh, I was. You were? I've had a Twitter since like 2008 or nine.
5: Right. That's really unusual for a person in high school to be on Twitter.
6: So it was just, I think it was the new thing. What? And you wanted to be cutting edge? Yeah. Like when it, when, that's like when, when did Twitter first start? I feel like that's when it first started. Well, I wasn't on Twitter probably before
5: 2014. Wow. I don't think so. I don't think I was on Twitter before then.
6: So, and like all my friends were on it too. So, like we tweeted each other. Yeah. We were like, in different classes on our laptops, tweeting each other. Okay, so never Instagram for you? I mean, I have Instagram, and I post cute pictures of Milo on there, but... That's her dog. That's about all I use it All right, for. so
5: what about... So you were a young girl in high school. Mm-hmm. Did, the, did Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything affect your
6: image of yourself? Oh, for sure. Okay, how? You're seeing just people's lives, and like, oh, I know that girl. She's like a senior. Oh, like, I wish I was you know, doing what she's doing or looking like her. Right. Right.
5: I wish I was thin and smart and strong and beautiful. So I follow, um, I I work out every day with the Nike uh, fitness app. And so the woman I work out with, Kirstie Godso, who I love very much, I follow on Instagram. I don't think it's good for me. I really don't. I mean, I love Kirsty. She's terrific. She's the best. I, I absolutely think she's outstanding. But I don't think following her on Instagram is really helping my training. You know, it because it it all it does is foster comparison, right? And I'm 15 years older than her, right? So it, I'm. It would be silly for me to compare myself with her anyway. But even if I was her age, it would actually instead of being better, be worse. So you don't look like her. Right. Exactly. And no matter how many of her workouts I do, I'm never going to look like her. Never. I'm never going to look like her. Anyway. Okay. So, so what's the take home on this? First of all, I would say, read this article in the wall street journal, um, because it'll open your eyes to a lot of things. The second thing I would say is know that Facebook and Instagram are absolutely trying to get at your kids and they're trying to suck them in and loop them into a lifetime habit of being on there two or three hours a day. And the third thing I would say, and I say this humbly as a parent who is a fellow sufferer, I have two daughters, especially when my daughters were in high school, I spent a lot of time being online with them looking at stuff on Instagram with them, talking about what they're seeing with them. You can't just leave your kids alone to figure it out. It's just, it, it's a black hole that can suck them in. But if you keep the lines of communication open, I'm not saying you have to have your own Snapchat. Maybe you do, whatever. I never did. But sitting there and allowing your kids to react while you're in front of them and you can share in the experience, I think that's really the
1: best way. Hey, Dad, what are you doing? Oh, hi, son. I thought I'd sing for the Legacy Box commercial. No, Dad, I want you to talk about Legacy Box, how it's the best way to digitize your family's home movies and photos. But
2: there's no extra charge for singing.
1: Thank you, but people need to understand that we can take old photos, VHS tapes, even film and transfer them to DVD, thumb drive, or a digital download. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. Don't worry, I'll cover all that. Legacy Box, Legacy Box. The best way to digitize home movies and photos so that they aren't lost. Proud of my son and his Legacy Box. Time's almost up. From sea to shining sea. Okay, I'll just read the rest of the ad then. Legacy Box is the best and easiest way to digitize your home movies and photos. Save 40% right now when you go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. That's 40% off at legacybox.com slash L box. Legacybox.com slash L box. Don't let bees buzz off your customers. Get the help you need at boozbugstoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Boo's 100% satisfaction guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. This
0: entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen. What is our family Blu-ray pick of the week? Well, it's the Boss Baby family business.
7: Baby Core wants to get the team back together, huh? No. they think that's a terrible idea.
0: Lots of fun for the whole gang, plus a strong message of the family bond.
7: I'm the Boss Applesauce, and I think you two are better together than you are apart.
0: Well, I work alone.
7: Hey, there's no I
2: in team.
0: Actually, there's no you in team either. The Boss Baby family business on Blu-ray and DVD. For more information, head over to TheEntertainmentAnswer.com.
7: I'm looking forward to a play date with my granddaughter
0: (laughs) i can't wait
1: to get together with my friends for a backyard barbecue if you're 65 or older you're starting to get back to doing things you love Did you know even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia it's a potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13 valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM 197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Ask your doctor or pharmacist today about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com.
5: So the question is, I guess... Continuing where we were before the break, is there anything positive about social media? Well, I think there is. I mean, I mentioned earlier that the the main way that we connect with our guests for the ride home is over Twitter. And I think there's a lot of uh, good conversation that can happen there. I also think there is a ton of ridiculous, poisonous conversation. And people act like absolute abject jerks on Twitter. Um, more so, I think, than other platforms. Twitter just seems to encourage Um, It encourages clever people and it encourages snarky people. And that can just devolve very quickly into people that are just outright mean. Um, However, it's a good way to stay connected with people. It really is. And I've stayed connected with a ton of my friends over the years that I probably would never have done if it wasn't for Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Um, Christy, let me ask you. uh, You're 27 years old. Do you keep in touch with people
6: on social media or is it really, are you just getting news from it now? So Twitter? Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much on Twitter anymore. If, any, if I'm keeping up with people, it's through Facebook. Okay. So you still do that? Yes. Okay. And do you think it's valuable for you? Eh, it depends. It depends on what, if I actually want to meet up with those people or, you know, actually interact. Right. Okay. So have you ever thought of just giving it up? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. The social media cleanse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So
5: I gave up, I mean, I, when I go on vacation, when I go with my family, I've done this for years, I don't do social media. Um, I just like block it out and I don't read the news either because so much of my job is just like, I wake up in the morning and I'm just news, 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 news. And it's just, you need to get the heck away from it um, because it just dominates your life. But when I come back, I can get right back on to, you know, two hours on Twitter a day without even a blink. I'm like ready to go. Anyway, uh, MarketWatch reports that the algorithm TikTok uses, and while we're talking about social media, the algorithm TikTok uses to decide what videos users will see is promoting sexual content, drugs, and alcohol to children as young as 13, an investigation reveals. So MarketWatch goes on to talk about the very Wall Street Journal piece I was just referencing, which is on today's front page, and I encourage you to take a look at it. Look, this is the world we live in. I mean, we're supposed to be in the world So I don't think we have to be on social off of social media, but we're not supposed to be of the world. And so we have to figure out a way to connect in ways that are godly, ways that really promote flourishing for people. And we're not acting like jerks. Plus, we want to protect our kids. Anyway, keep your eyes open. There's a lot going on out there. All right. We're going to take a break. Coming back for the five o'clock where we have a ton of stuff ahead, starting with Marie Kondo. She wants to tidy up your room and your relationships.
7: 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the Word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
0: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Tropical Storm Nicholas has slowed to a crawl over the Houston area after making landfall earlier as a hurricane, knocking out power to a half million homes and businesses. Correspondent Seth Borenstein reports, unfortunately, there's potential for more tropical weather very soon. We have
11: two other systems that the National Hurricane Center is watching. One of them is not too far from the East Coast, it's off of the Bahamas. And that one is weak right now. It's not a tropical depression, not a tropical storm.
0: Secretary of State Antony Blinken facing a second day of congressional questions about the Biden administration's withdrawal from Afghanistan. The top two members of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, New Jersey Democrat Bob Menendez and Idaho Republican James Risch, both assail the withdrawal as a failure in their opening remarks. This is SRN News. It's
12: finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That is WindowsRUsPittsburgh.
10: Right now, people are home with their pet more often, and I think especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue. Dahl has got some
6: skin issues. He gets really going and scratching.
10: Excessive shedding, a lot of just scratching and itching.
12: Digging, scratching and itching and biting. On top of that, he was starting to get black buildup in his ears.
10: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
12: I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times. I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I ordered it and tried it, and it worked.
10: We started Dynavite, and in our first stock, we noticed a difference, especially with the shedding.
12: Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog.
6: We've got four dogs, all different ages, all different sizes, and they've all just responded really well to the Dynavite, and they all love it.
10: We will be using Dynavite for life.
6: You won't believe how
11: happy your dog will be.
10: We order our Dynavite from
1: dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. This Friday, Latshaw Productions presents six-time Grammy Award winner Amy Grant. Amy Grant, 7:30 p.m. live at the Palace Theater, Greensburg, singing her most beloved songs from favorite classic hits to crossover favorites. Amy Greg, this Friday. Tickets on sale now at the Palace Theater box office or at thepalacetheater.org. Are you ready for a life-fulfilling getaway? Or you can join renowned Bible teachers, best-selling authors, and award-winning worship artists in breathtaking locations. Sail the Sea of Galilee, gaze
0: at the majesty of towering Alaska glaciers, or bask in the warmth of the Caribbean sun. Christian travel is the best way to see God's creation and Inspiration Cruises and Tours will
1: provide unforgettable moments just for you. For more information, visit inspirationcruises.com or call 800-247-1899.
4: It'll be warm tonight with increasing clouds, a thunderstorm around late and a low of 68. Tomorrow will be humid with a blend of sun and areas of high clouds in the morning, then mostly cloudy skies with a strong thunderstorm around in the afternoon and evening hours. Thunderstorms can bring flooding downpours, hail and damaging wind gusts, the high 73. Thursday, mostly cloudy and humid, will see a high of 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
3: Welcome to another
4: edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
5: Welcome in, people. Happy to be with you. Kathy Emmons in the Word FM studios on my own. John Hall taking a day off. He's at the beach. For those of you just joining us, um, I mentioned the fact that he had the nerve to call me today from the beach, which is just, you know, I mean... It's just uncalled for. You just don't do that to somebody. I was in my attic. Um, I just finished my morning workout. Um, I was sweaty, disgusting, and it was about eighty degrees in my attic. And uh, I was surrounded by laundry I had to put away. And my cat had just thrown up, literally fifteen seconds previous. And John calls, and he's like, "Hey, just wanted to let you know the beach is awesome." I was like, "All right, whatever." Anyway. Seriously, I love John. He had a terrible, terrible last 10 days. So if there's ever a person that deserves a beach vacation, I am telling you right now, it is him. Um, really good 5 o'clock hour coming up. We're going to talk to Jennifer Maggio in just a couple minutes. She uh, started an organization called The Life of a Single Mom. There's so much um, that goes into being a single mom, and I only say that not from experience but from friends I have and watching unbelievable uh Women do this over the years. So she's got a great organization. Jennifer does. And we're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. Also, Apple's next iPhone is coming. We're going to talk about what you can expect there. And then at the bottom of the hour, seven important differences between angels and demons. As I said previously, I sure hope there are important differences between the two. So, anyway, my good friend Jay Werner Wallace will be with me. We'll also talk about Clemente Week in Pittsburgh. And if you missed any of the four o'clock hour, find our podcast wherever you find your podcasts. We're on 40 plus platforms. Uh, the Ride Home with Johnny Kathy. Or you can, of course, watch the show later on on YouTube. Uh, we're not on Facebook anymore, streaming, but streaming live on YouTube. You can watch the show even as I speak at the word Pittsburgh. I have a, um, I have a question up there right now. I'm dropping cable. And I need to know how I'm going to watch sports so I'm asking people to weigh in. Um, okay somebody says the Yahoo sports app will let you watch all football games live. Chris, you do anything about this? I don't okay I can Google. okay great. <laughs> great can you can you get on right on that for me? Not like you're running a radio program or anything over 50,000 watts, but in your free moments, could you figure out how I can watch football? Anyway, uh, love to thank you for weighing in, Zion Christian Church in Pittsburgh. Um, please, whoever else can give me details about how I can watch sports without cable, please find us on the word Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, I get an inordinate sense um, of satisfaction from things being orderly in my life. So... Everything can be a disaster internally in my mind, in the drawers, in the cabinets. But if everything looks orderly on the outside, I like can breathe better. It's just I, that's a thing I have now. If the inside of the cabinets are also clean, and that makes me feel even better, it's not like I'm picking one over the other, but there's just something about a visual cleanse that just, I don't know, it just helps me. I feel good about things. I don't feel overwhelmed. I can appreciate simple beauty, whether it's a piece of art or it's a fireplace or it's a beautiful animal I live with or whatever it is. If there's no clutter around, I'm just a better person. Well, Marie Kondo obviously agrees with me because you know she's like the New York Times bestselling author. What's her book called? I have it. I've read it. I've highlighted it. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, no, listen, the the name of her new program is Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Or no, that's the one that was her original one, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. But she's got a new one called Sparking Joy, also on Netflix. It launched August 31st um, and it's getting really great reviews, actually. I'm sorry, I can't figure out what the name of her book is that I loved so much. Anyway, she's the organizing guru. She's the one that asks the question. Does that spark joy? And if it doesn't, you're supposed to ditch it. You're supposed to give it away or throw it away or do whatever it is you have to do to separate yourself from it. Anyway, during the pandemic, Marie Kondo and her team came up with a new spin on cleaning up. The process could help sort out not only people's junk, but also their emotions. And the show, according to today's Seattle Times, makes for compelling TV, reminiscent of the style of HGTV's Extreme Makeover Home Edition. She says this, Tidying is not just about physical objects. It's a process of learning about yourself and understanding how you really want to live your life. So apparently, there are only three episodes. So I'm not sure if that's all there is going to be or that's all that's been released as of right now. But they are only 40 minutes each. And apparently, Marie... Works with owners of an organic garden center, a coffee shop entrepreneur, and a church volunteer with a clothing problem. Doesn't detail here exactly what the problem is. Kind of interested to know. Anyway, all struggle with messy shelves and messy relationships. There is drama, apparently, and there is crying. Just in case you're wondering, yes. Um, But Marie is in charge. Now, I have found the title of her book, which is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. My dad got it for me because he knew I would love it. And I do. I mean, there's just something about, you know, if you are familiar with Japanese style, it's very spare. It's open. It has a lot of horizontal lines to it. And there's a lot of peaceful presence in it. So of course, that's what she's drawing on. The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Um, has sold millions of copies. And once she published the book, she started training KonMari consultants who deliver this philosophy to people all over the world. I mean, not just in the U.S. And speaking of social media, she's got 4 million followers on Instagram. I mean, it's absolutely outrageous. Anyway, she seems like apparently relaxed in the show. She's had three children. She's, you know, kind of pudgy in several, you know, outings and, you know, just doing her mom thing. And there's no sign of some of her more controversial decluttering ideas, such as, do you remember this one, blindfolding stuffed animals before getting rid of them? Do you remember that one? Or cutting photos out of coffee table books before throwing them away? Mm Mm-hmm. Instead, apparently, she focuses on general advice, <clears throat> such as storing items vertically in boxes so you can see them and keeping useful items on your desk to help increase your motivation. Now, she does this <laughs> she does perform a little ceremony with a tuning fork to purify each space before she tidies it up. Okay, so I mean, it's, it's not all conventional because Marie's bringing her own thing, but anyway. Okay, Christy, would you watch this program with marie
6: i probably would i've, yes. I've watched i've watched the the
8: home organizing thing yeah. what things.
6: do you think i mean it looks so
5: great doesn't it look great Does, do you like do you get a sense of satisfaction from this
6: I'm um, yes but then like doing it so i did the home edit version did you so all my shoes are in these clear bins nice. but you know what the problem is huh. you have to put it all back that way and it's just, you know, doesn't and if you don't put it back that way, the whole system breaks. Down. That's right. Right. So there's like, you know, shoes, there's like multiple sandals and, and shoe bins and, you know, right. Cause got to jam things in. Yeah. Sometimes you're just in you, a rush. Get a, you
5: get a new pair of, or you get a new pair of shoes and you don't have the clear box. Yeah. So what are you going to do then? Okay. But you liked it enough that you bought in.
6: I did, but it's,
5: it, it's, it hasn't been going well. Okay. I mean, I appreciate your honesty about it. I will do whatever I have to do to make my immediate living environment good. I mean, I'll just, I'll do what I have to do. And if I have time to get into the drawers and the cabinets, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do all that. But Marie takes it to a whole other level. And she does the tuning fork thing. I mean, she's a little bit of a nut. But I I have a lot of affection for her. I do. All right. Speaking of affection... Let's give some love to single moms. We're going to talk about the life of a single mom. Jennifer Magia, coming up next in Rhino.
7: 101.5 WORD. Your station for
2: unlimited grace with Brian Chappell. It's the gospel that should be changing us.
0: If the change is not there, then we say something is not being seen. That's the actual magnet and thrust of the church into the culture. If she is the bride of Christ, she loves supernaturally.
2: Unlimited Grace with Brian Chapel weekday afternoons at 1.30 on 101.5
1: WORD. This, this Friday, Latshaw Productions presents six-time Grammy Award winner Amy Grant. Amy Grant, 7.30 p.m. live at the Palace Theatre, Greensburg singing her most beloved songs from favorite classic hits to crossover favorites Amy Grant this Friday tickets on sale now at the Palace Theater box office or at thepalacetheater.org
9: August 14th, a magnitude 7.2 earthquake decimated Southwest Haiti. So they are
2: trying now if they can save the people because
5: there's so much people down there.
9: More than 2,000 people have been killed. Thousands of others injured and missing. Homes, businesses, churches, and schools have been leveled. Tens of thousands of people are left homeless, sleeping in the streets. All of this tragedy in the poorest country on this side of the world. Food for the Poor has been serving in Haiti for more than 35 years. We've already shipped almost 100 containers of relief supplies to the victims of this disaster. But your generous, compassionate gifts will keep the help and hope flowing in the days, weeks, and months to come. So please, give your most generous gift now to minister relief to the desperate people of Haiti. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and just say, I want to give. On your mobile phone, dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and just say, I want to give. Or you can click the red
1: Help Haiti banner at wordfm.com. When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy, where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Take a tour during Admissions Week now through Friday and see what a consistent, quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at edenchristianacademy.org. To be or not to be? If that's your pest question, get the help you need at BoozeBugstoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bugstoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Bugstoppers at Boo's Bugstoppers.com.
5: I have two children, and it's just a lot of work. I mean, I love them like heck, but I, I mean, I was totally unprepared when I had my first child. The uh, what it was going to be like. I think everybody is, you know, that you could sit across from somebody and explain what it's like to be a parent, but until you're one, you don't. You're not. You're never going to get it. It's just not going to happen. Um, so I'm not too hard on myself, I guess, when I think about the fact that I didn't realize what what it was like. However, just the amount of effort and the amount of attention it takes and just the complete reversal of what is a priority in your life. It's just, it's, it's a really shocking change. And I cannot, I cannot imagine doing it myself. Tons of women, are single moms. Tons of women do this every day. They get up and they care for their kids and they go to work and they make dinner and they pack lunches and they go to church and they they do things that are mathematically just don't seem possible. And so I'm interested in talking about this with Jennifer Maggio, who's the founder of The Life of the Single Mom. I'm telling you, this is such a terrific website. I can't wait to hear more about the actual organization. Jennifer, so happy to have you with me.
10: Thanks so much for having me. So
5: let's talk about you first, and then I want to talk about this organization you've started, which, I mean, has so many tendrils, so many resources, I can't get over it. Um, What's your story, Jen? Uh,
10: Well, the very short story is um, I was a single mom at 19. I had two children and um, found myself living in government housing and kind of trying to figure out what it was to survive financially and emotionally and, and spiritually and all of those things that many single moms find themselves in that in that pattern of and really how to dig myself out of the hole that I'd gotten myself into.
5: Okay, so what helped you figure that out? Or who helped you figure that out?
10: Well, I would say, number one, I, I had been raised in church and um, really – felt like I couldn't go back there. I'd had these two children outside of marriage, which is, you know, single moms have a variety of different types of stories, but that was mine. And, and so I felt a lot of shame in that and felt like I was not um, welcomed in the local church. Now, not suggesting that was true, but Satan was masterful at convincing me of that, okay. and um, and then made a decision one night that things couldn't get any worse than they were, and so I would load those babies up and take them to church the next morning, and it changed everything.
5: Really? Okay. All right. So I want to go back to something you said that, you know, maybe that wasn't true that you weren't welcome in your local church, but that's how you felt. Um Could the church have done anything? I mean, that just pains me so much. I mean, we're supposed to be a pro-life community. The fact that we're not supporting women who have children is just, it's a repudiation of what we say we believe. So is there something that your church could have done to to allow you to recognize their commitment to you and
10: your kids? It's it's such a a loaded question you're asking because I I agree with you that the the pro-life movement in general, there's so much in regards to single mothers that um, ministry could be expounded upon. But I'll answer your question. I I think that um, for me, the heartache that I endured, um, it, it was like the weight of all of the sin in my life, the weight of the abuse I had. So all those things were what kept me kind of limping back to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think it was anything that mm-hmm. they did as much as it was my own value and feeling very unseen. Um, I can remember a time, honestly, where I didn't even get a hug for weeks on end. And I think sometimes maybe that's the short answer is that women would, would be seen, that they would know that they had been seen. Um, because I think that's where I was as I felt like I was unseen. Yeah, Of course. I,
5: <sighs> All right, so talk about your decision to bundle your kids up and just go.
10: Yeah, so that was um, with, I think sometimes you get to that bathroom floor moment where you, you feel like it can't get any worse. So I sure. always say I had no money, um, I had no friends, and was at the place of hopelessness quite uh, candidly, I kind of felt like I was at the brink of suicide. Like, like I could not do it another second alone. Um, and my two babies were about uh, seventeen months apart, and so you know the complexities of just raising kids. And then, um, and so it was that crying out to God that I wasn't even certain existed. It was that moment of saying, "If you're out there, Lord." please rescue me. And so it was out of desperation. Um, it was because I was hungry and they were doing a potluck after um, Sunday service that day. Sure. It was all of those things. And it was, I can't make it without some type of help, some type of relief. And so I would love to say that it transformed my life in that, in that one moment. Um, but it was a decision to keep going back, even when things were hard. And I think that's the place that maybe a single mom out there needs to know is even when it's hard and even when they miss it, and maybe you don't feel seen that you just keep getting up and going again.
5: Jennifer Maggio is my guest, founder of the life of the single mom, the life of Jen, that is the case for every person is just getting up and going back. I mean, the first time is usually like you said, it's not like the heavens opened and all of our problems are, you know, are not our sins aren't absolved instantly and our problems gone away um, the first time we show up at church. But it's that continual commitment to relationship, to learning who God is and being known by the people there that really can make all the difference in the whole experience. So how uh, this might seem like a ridiculous question, but how long did it take? for you to start sensing that there was a difference?
10: I think it's a, it's a great question because we all as believers want to have this, um, you know, mountain moving experience where we come in and all of the weight has been lifted and all all of the challenge has been lifted. Yeah, exactly. And, But the truth is, is that it's always a journey. Most of the time it is indeed a journey. And so there would be um, one thing that I would tackle. So maybe it was, for example, tithing. That was a a whole part of my story is learning that journey. And And then there was the sin where I was Shutting the bars down every Friday and Saturday night, and I was in the church on Sunday mornings, and so there was that was part of the journey, and sexual immorality was another part of the journey. So it was almost like a year's journey. It wasn't like I had the truth one time and then I just decided to lay everything down mm. in my life. Yeah. Um, and I I say that because I I need the believers out there to know that there may be someone in your life, a loved one, a, a daughter, a coworker. And you're ministering and you want to see the immediate result. And the truth is, is that you may never, it it may be a lifelong journey that goes beyond you and to be encouraged to know that the seeds planted grow.
8: Yeah,
5: that's really good, Jen. So what kept you going back? What was your, Um, what was your church like? Yeah. What was your church like? I just, I want to know what was it? Was it something that somebody said to you? Was it just you gritting it out? I mean, what made you keep that connection?
10: Well, there are a few things. So m- my mother was killed when I was very young, mm-hmm. and uh, she was a, a piano player at the local church. And so I think there was always this draw for me to the local church okay. because I, I wanted to be—I um, felt like it was a connection to my mother in some ways, as odd as that may sound. Yeah, sure. Um And then also, as a little girl, there was so much abuse in my life that— Uh, church was a normal thing. Even when everything else was chaotic, even when there were so many other things going on, as a little girl, I can remember being dragged to church and there being safety there for that moment. So I think this, this desire for safety, this desire for Um, an encounter with God, um, this desire for community when I felt so alone were all the things that drove me back. Um, And then I'm going to tell you, a a widow with three children was my Sunday school teacher when I went back. Really? And she was the one that drew me in time and again.
5: Because you felt like, okay, so she was able to do it?
10: Yeah, she got it. She saw me. There was a softness about her. Even now, if I talk about it, and this is many years ago, there's something that just pulls my heart that she loved me. And she knew I was struggling, and she knew I was a mess, and she loved me anyway. And it it was evident oh, in her eyes. Oh, my
5: gosh. I love that. What's her name? Uh, Miss Allie. Miss Allie. Gosh. Good to speak her name, right? Uh, yes. J- Jennifer Maggio, founder of the life of the single mom. Um, okay. So then fast forward. So you, you made a commitment to the local church. Um, you evolved in your understanding your, uh, of God of community over those next years. Then what
10: happened? Then I, um, several years later, I found this place of, okay, I can do it. I, I am I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm whole. God has redeemed me and set me free, and I'll never talk about that single parenting journey again It's kind of where I had gotten this, these secrets of abuse and unwed pregnancy and all of the things. I wound up marrying. my My husband adopted my children, and I kind of had my happily ever after in many regards. But I never forgot those moments of, of being suicidal and living in the projects on food stamps and welfare and all the dark moments. And so God um brought me full circle and burdened me for these women and um and that's kind of how the life of a single mom began was that burden to help someone else.
5: Mm. Okay, so you didn't want to do it. You wanted to stop talking about being a single mom. Um, God brings you around. And so did you go kicking and screaming, or did you kind of think, all right, I, I am equipped to do this?
10: Oh, totally kicking right. and screaming. I <laughs> so, admire that. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, I had become very successful in corporate America, and I kind of thought that I would retire there, and um, and just remember after I had, um, my husband and I had a third child together, and, and as I gave birth to her, and I can remember being in a hospital room alone, giving birth to my first two children alone, and, and what that was like, and the, the heartache of break, bringing them home, and, and doing it all alone, and then the Lord had restored everything, and how that experience with my husband was so different it drew me back in. And and that was really what led me to leave the corporate job and, and start the nonprofit. Wow.
5: Okay. So let's talk about the life of the single mom. Jen, what is
10: it? So it is, we're on a mission to see that no single mom walks alone. The goal is that the church, the local body of Christ would see these women and see that we are in crisis in our country. And fatherlessness is, um, just a pervasive issue that impacts every other part of the church, of our communities, and we need to be very active in how we minister to these women and children.
7: Mm.
5: I love that. I have been involved in the anti-abortion movement for decades, and I I just cannot abide any person, any philosophy that stops the care for the woman or the child at birth. I mean, if we're pro-life, we're pro-life the whole time. We're pro-life. That means that we care for women who've decided to carry their child. And um, and we have a responsibility there. We have a responsibility to care for one another in incredibly physical ways that matter to people on a day-to-day basis. Um, so Jen, talk about what the organization has been like. I mean, when did you found it and where are you guys now?
10: So we're in our tenth year. My so all glory to God. It is um it's been a long ten years but a, a super rewarding ten years. Thank we you. have launched a little over sixteen hundred single mom support groups in churches. So really our model is to identify churches that have a heart for moms and want to do something very intentional. And one of the things that's really important about the ministry that we do is that we're long term ministry. So it's not like a twelve week parenting class, which certainly there's a you know, there's um, good value in that, but it's, it's really beyond that. It's looking at the whole mom for a long time and how do we do life with her over the 20 years that she may be parenting alone um, and teaching churches how to do that well. That's good.
5: That's really, really good. So people are listening and they're thinking, first off, you know, I'm a single mom and I could take advantage of this. Or, you know, I have a friend who's a single mom. Um, They go to your website, which is terrific, by the way, the life of a single mom. There's so much stuff on your website. Talk about how someone could, how do most people engage with you?
10: Yeah. So there's a few things. First, look and see if you can find a support group in your area. Are there churches in your community that already offer the Life of a Single Mom program? And if there isn't, consider starting one. Does your church have a single moms ministry? And why not you? Mm -hmm. If not you, then who? So that's what you really begin with. And then beyond that, um, we have a really cool platform called Single Mom University, and that's where a lot of our moms will initially connect. Um, It's just life skills, uh, 160 classes online that you can take. And I mean, literally everything from sex and dating to parenting to overcoming abuse to pretty much any gamut of single mom centric subjects. Hmm.
5: Well, Jen, I I really appreciate you. I mean, we've just met, what, 16 minutes ago, but I really (laughs) appreciate your story. I love what you've done with this. And please, you know, consider us a resource. We'd love to talk again. Make sure that um, the life of the single mom is something that everyone knows about. Well, thank you. It's been a joy. Absolutely. This is Jennifer Maggio. She's founder, The Life of the Single Mom. You can find her online, thelifeofthesinglemom.com. I mean, just an absolute ton of resources. And I love what she said. If there's not the Life of a Single Mom group at your church, maybe you're the one to start it.
7: pumpkins 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 and more pumpkins pumpkins are what the springhouse is thinking about this time of year hi it's me marcia from the springhouse and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year we've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course we have great eats inside too with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog With all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84PA. 724 228 3339 or springhousemarket.com. Pittsburgh, one of America's top 10 most livable cities. We're also
5: on another top 10 list you might be less familiar with human trafficking where women are enslaved and sold like property in the criminal sex trade. But the good news is that Refuge for Women is now here in our city, the largest nonprofit faith-based organization of its kind, providing up to two years of safe housing and round-the-clock care for women escaping sexual exploitation. Learn how you can help at refugeforwomen.org Pittsburgh.
4: Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not
2: guarantee future performance.
7: Due to the volatility in the geopolitical landscape and impacts of COVID variants, it's virtually impossible to guess what the market will do next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Want to see the next big stock market moves in advance? Text the word MONEY to 813813 to learn how our AI analyzes over 1 million data points per day. Text the word MONEY to 813813 so you can learn how to predict stock market trends up to three days ahead with incredible accuracy. Whether you're trading stocks, options, Forex, futures, or crypto, Vantage Point's patented artificial intelligence can give you a massive edge. Text MONEY to 813-813 to find out how to protect your capital and maximize gains. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 and time your entries and exits to perfection. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 813-813 now.
4: By texting in, you consent to receive calls, voice, and text messages using automated technology regarding offers by or on behalf of Vantage Point.
1: Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF.
7: What done right, call Doing It Right. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
4: It'll be warm tonight with increasing clouds, a thunderstorm around late, and a low of 68. Tomorrow will be humid with a blend of sun and areas of high clouds in the morning, then mostly cloudy skies with a strong thunderstorm around in the afternoon and evening hours. Thunderstorms can bring flooding downpours, hail, and damaging wind gusts, the high 73. Thursday, mostly cloudy and humid. We'll see a high of 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
5: Still taking ideas on our uh, live YouTube feed. Go to the Word Pittsburgh. You can watch the show. And I put out the question earlier that I need to know what to do because I'm giving up cable, you guys. And I, I can't. I need to watch sports. I need, I need to watch sports. So uh, Zion uh, Christian Church has uh, told me that all I need is a uh, Yahoo account. And I said, I can't believe it could be that easy. But they say it is. So anyway, if you want to like... Uh, put your ideas in there. I would gratefully receive them. All right. So, um, as much as I love summer, I know that fall, especially in Western Pennsylvania, is a very, very beautiful beautiful season. And once again, it looks like USA Today readers have confirmed what we have always known, that the Laurel Highlands is one of the country's best places for viewing fall foliage. I'm reading from the Shirley McMarlin article in today's Trib, and uh, she writes that for the second year in a row, the Laurel Highlands is the reader's choice winner in the category of USA Today's 10 Best Travel Award Contest. Okay. So would you like to know the very best places for you to see fall foliage in the United States according to readers? Yes. Thank you. That is a correct answer. Number 10, the Finger Lakes region of New York, which is very nice. Very, very nice. Stowe, Vermont, which I've never been to. Are you nodding because you've been there?
6: No. I've, no, I've never been there, but I was thinking Gilmore Girls. Oh,
5: <laughs> that's sweet. Number eight. Floral Highlands, Pennsylvania. That's very. That's a very strong top ten finish. I enjoy that. Door County, Wisconsin, is number seven. Taos, New Mexico, is six. I don't really think of New Mexico as having a lot of deciduous trees, but whatever. Uh, number five, the Ozark Mountain region of Arkansas. Four is Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Three is uh, the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania. I've been there, of course. Number two, Michigan's Upper Peninsula, and number one is the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Which I've not been to either. Um, but I appreciated that as the article went on, it talks about that uh, she interviews somebody, uh, Ann Mnemonic, uh, executive director of Go Laurel Highlands. And she talks about the the places that are most popular for viewing actually in the Laurel Highlands. This is what she says. She says, our signature Laurel Highland Scenic Byway is the ultimate leaf peeping drive as it extends from Seward in northeastern Westmoreland County, winds down through rolling farmlands and charming Ligonier over the mountain ridges into Ohio Pile before concluding in Farmington in Fayette County. She said, perhaps take a leisurely scenic drive through parts of Somerset County to the charming trail town of Confluence along Route 281 to soak in the rolling farmlands and mountain ridges in the background. That is a gorgeous Everything she's saying. I love driving from where I live to Ohio Pile. It's absolutely beautiful. She says another favorite is Route 40 along the southern Laurel Highlands, which winds past Yawk River Lake to Fort Necessity National Battlefield up to the top of the mountain and the historic summit Inn for some amazing views before easing down into Uniontown. She also says one of the area's hidden gems for finding Fall Vistas is the Laurel Highlands Hiking Trail, which I'm not on because I don't hike, you guys. I I mean, I'll go to, you know, Ohio Pile hike for like five hours but you know i'm I'm not a professional anyway um the trail traverses 70 miles along laurel mountain from ohio pile state park to the conoma gorge near johnstown among westmoreland county's more easily accessible and family-friendly spots for fall color she says are twin lakes and cedar creek parks so i say okay i mean bring it According to the annual fall foliage prediction map, uh, fall colors will be at the peak here in western Pennsylvania around the week of October 18th. So live it up. Much more to come on The Ride Home. 101.5
4: WORD. Turning Point
2: with
3: David Jeremiah. You know, a lot of us today, especially, we want options. We want as many options as we can. Lord, I'm going to try this, and if this doesn't work, I'm going to keep this alive. Then I'll be able to go back and do what I used to do. Not Elisha. He burned up his old lifestyles. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Elisha, the Double Blessed Prophet, next time
2: on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD.
1: Don't let bees buzz off your customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Boo's 100% satisfaction guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2. Breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com
12: it's no secret that the Western Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh real estate market have exploded especially in the last couple of years Uh, for so long it was easy to buy a house in our town really straightforward experience but not so much anymore housing prices have really gone through the roof and it's a seller's market so if you're looking to buy United Faith Mortgage is a great tool in your toolbox Their direct lender advantage really its everything. It gives you the necessary help and the best deal possible on a new mortgage. Plus, the family behind United Faith Mortgage, they're open about their faith, and it's evident in how they live and especially how they do business. Hundreds and hundreds of happy people living in their dream house because of the excellence of United Faith Mortgage. Look online. United Faith Mortgage. It's a good family
9: doing the right thing. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York, MLS number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender License number 22672.
5: It seems like interest in the occult is increasing. I don't know if that's because being online and being in social media, it seems like everything's increasing um, because we have more access to what other people think, especially in some, a lot of unrestrained ways. Um, but it. I don't know. It does seem like people are more interested in it. And so, you know, why not talk about it? That's what I say. Um, Jay Warner Wallace is with us. Jim is one of my oldest friends here on the ride home. He's a Dateline featured cold case detective, senior fellow at the Colson Center for Christian Worldview, adjunct professor of apologetics at Biola. And in his free time, he writes books. He's the author of Cold Case Christianity, God's Crime Scene, among others. Jim, welcome back.
11: Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Good to be here. Yeah, do you
5: you agree with me? Do you feel like um, interest in the occult has increased?
11: Uh, Yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's not, you know, it's funny how many people would say they believe, like they're not, they'll say, I'm not spiritual, I don't believe in God, um, but they believe in, um, like, ghosts. And and uh, mm-hmm. non-material beings, I, I was just thinking about this. I just listened to your advertisement before I came on about the real estate market there in the yeah. Pittsburgh area, right? Same same crazy stuffs happening here in California, of course. But what's interesting about that? Did you know? I mean, we talked about this before. You you have to disclose as a realtor. Uh, you have to disclose uh, if you if somebody has died in the house before you sell it to somebody else. I didn't know that. Yeah, you do have to disclose it because people don't want to be in the house. Uh, he died in this bedroom. Yeah, he died in this bedroom. Really? What's the problem. The problem is, of course, they don't want they, They're worried about ghosts. They're worried about immaterial <laughs> beings. Like we, uh, like so many of us, would say, "Well, I don't believe in the immaterial being called God, but I do believe in any of these nonsense things I see on the movies, right? Where I'm concerned, that there's <laughs> an immaterial being that might be like a paranormal activity kind of a movie, right? So a lot of it is just about us figuring out, like, why would you be hesitant? But look, the the, the clearest – as Christians, we believe that there are immaterial beings. We believe in angels and demons. And you can get some information. You can kind of like make a case – I mean I think you can make a case for immaterial beings or immaterial uh, nature of us as humans, the soul, for example, without even dipping into Scripture. But clearly the best description you're going to find – Of angels and demons is going to be in scripture so okay
5: all right well that's a perfect place to start then um so what do we know let's start at the beginning um do angels look like us or do we look like them i don't know what the best way is to ask the question
11: so I typically try to think, like, how do I like describe this, the similarities and differences in a way that might be helpful and memorable, right? So I always kind of try to describe it in terms of their relationship to. So uh, angels and demons have a relationship to humans. But the difference, of course, according to Scripture, is that angels appear to humans and demons inhabit humans. That's very different if you think about it, right? And you see many examples of demons inhabiting. Now you might be inspired by God's spirit to do something, say something. But the idea, and you may even believe in a guardian angel. I've got actually an article about this on our website. Some people do, some people don't. Looking at the scripture, at the scripture to see which is the case. But the idea that you might be inspired by the Holy Spirit is different than being inhabited by a demon or an angel and you only see this uh in the, the, the scripture that angels will appear to humans but demons will inhabit humans so i'm always looking at it in terms of their relationship to something else right they are um th- that's to think about that that's actually a valid way of looking at angels and and demons you know because they're we're not saying they're us they are in relationship to us or to something else
5: right okay I i would not have thought of it that way but you're right Um, that demons inhabit humans, and that's very different. So you um, cited Matthew 17, which is uh, someone who has seizures, suffering greatly, um, and they're brought before Jesus for healing.
11: You're right. So they they come to the crowd. uh, This is Jesus and his disciples. And a man approaches Jesus, and he kneels before him, and he says, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has had seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. So, Jesus says, How long? Well, you know, he kind of makes a statement about the disciples, but then he says, Bring a boy to me. And he rebukes the demon, and it comes out of the boy, and he is healed from that moment. So, look, in the end, uh, the, the, the case for this kind of thing is clear from Scripture. What we have to be is discerning. So, we not every case of misbehavior or of illness or of uh, psychosis, what I say is necessarily driven by demon possession. But it's clear that this is a possibility from Scripture.
5: Mm-hmm. Jay Warner Wallace is with us. Dateline featured Cold Case Detective. He's a writer who's written a ton of stuff, including Cold Case Christianity, and he's the uh, creator of the Casemakers Academy for Kids. All right, um, give me another uh, difference between angels and demons, Jim.
11: Well, okay, so again, relationship to something else or someone else. So this is talking about their relationship with Jesus as Savior. So you, know, you always see in Scripture that uh, angels will herald they will praise Jesus as Savior. Demons, what do they do? The first thing they see when they see Jesus is they shriek, right? You see this in Mark 3, you know, in chapter 3, verse 11. Um, whenever the evil spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Now, you could argue that this is like, you know, oh, they're, they're heralding him as a – well, they're, they're doing it in fear. Like they, they fear the power of God through Jesus, which is interesting, right? Because I want you to think about that. It's just an, You could argue this is another example of the deity of Christ. It's not that he's just a wise ancient sage that the demons fear. It's that they fear something about his divinity, that his power comes, it's sourced in divinity. And they know that the power of God is greater than their power. So you see this difference, right? Angels praise, demons shudder.
5: Well, you know what? That's a fascinating uh, little passage there in Mark, isn't it? In the third chapter, I was just reading it as you were talking there. Um, mm, yeah. and it, it does certainly um, bring to the forefront the fact that the diseases and struggles that people have are associated with mm. evil things. Not that they are the result of... Of people doing mm. evil because Jesus talks about that um, later in the book right, um, right, right. so you know was it this man or his father you know the right, said, several, and Jesus, yeah. and Jesus said Jesus said it, it, was, it was neither one it was so God would be glorified in his life um, so I'm right. not saying that there, there's an if-then but I'm just saying that it clearly says that Jesus was involved in supernatural battle way before he ended up at the cross
11: you know, what's interesting about that, don't we as humans have a tendency to want to systematize, right? We want to be able to say, if I see this or if this situation occurs, then it means this. This is the most reasonable cause. It's really hard to do that because we are living not in the creation that God intended for us. We're living in the fall of creation. We're living in that period between the garden and the resurrection, right? So there's lots of stuff that's going to happen to us in that period of time, that timeline, that we could say, well, maybe it's demon possession. Well, maybe it's just the consequences of a fallen natural order that results. Maybe it's the consequence of free agency that God has given us in some way so that we can make free choices and love others genuinely. Like, there's a lot of ways we have to assess what happens to us in the world, including uh, the psychosis or any kind of mental illness. So I'm always just very careful to say, okay, look, Yes, we have examples of this in Scripture. And I've written a lot about this on our website. So the question then becomes, well, it, c- does that mean that I can automatically, without using any discernment at all, I can just attribute this kind of evil to this cause? No, of course not, right? This is – there's all kinds of contributing factors, and we have to be able to kind of be discerning about if That's why I never say always – what do they always say? They say uh, the fastest way to be a liar or to be made a fool of is, to, is never or always, right? right? Those two words, when you say them, certainly at some point you're going to be wrong. So I have a tendency to want to be hesitant and hold that with an open hand. I don't have the wisdom of God. Scripture gives us great insight, but I I don't think it even gives us enough insight in some places to be able to say with certainty, well, this is clearly uh, caused by X or Y or Z.
5: Right. Okay, give me another one, Jim.
11: Well, let's talk about in relationship to our salvation. That's not a somebody, that's a something. Now, angels, of course, would celebrate our salvation, right? But demons try their best to obstruct our salvation, right? Even in so much that they can uh, inhabit some people, so they cannot hear the message of the gospel clearly. In Mark 9, uh, uh, verse 25... It says that uh, when Jesus saw that a crowd was rapidly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, "You deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and do not enter him again." What the the, the communi- He's not able to communicate with this person until he eliminates the, the demon, and then, of course, he is um, deaf and dumb. That's he's saying, "You deaf and dumb spirit, you can't. He, this guy can't hear or say a thing until I rid uh, him of you." And so there's a sense in which demons are almost always standing between us and communication with God. And what, of course, is that the goal there? The goal, of course, is is what's the one thing that we learn first and foremost in our communication with God? It's about the nature of our salvation. So there's a sense in which that's the relationship. Angels will celebrate our salvation. Demons will obstruct our salvation.
5: Jim, I'm sorry to tell you that our time is up already.
11: You know, this oh, ra- this thanks. radio
5: thing, it just really gets in the way, doesn't it? For people, well, who I'm wa- glad
11: you have me
0: back. I yeah,
5: we're always, always happy to have you, Jim. Um, for people who want to read more about this and want to read your Article 7, Important Differences Between Angels and Demons, where can they find it?
11: Yeah, it's at, it's at coldcasechristianity.com. I'd love to have you join
5: us. Yeah, absolutely. Coldcasechristianity.com. That's Jay Werner Wallace. Dateline featured Cold Case Detective. Check out his books, including Cold Case Christianity, God's Crime Scene, Forensic Faith, and he's the creator of the Casemakers Academy for Kids. Love you, Jim. Talk soon.
11: Thanks for having me.
2: If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kauffman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kauffman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages, included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place, with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KauffmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044. Stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA.
5: It's hard to imagine the human trafficking industry is as big as it is. It's harder to imagine that Pittsburgh is one of the top 10 cities in which it's happening. But we can change that because Refuge for Women is now here. As the nation's largest nonprofit faith based organization of its kind, they provide up to two years of safe housing and 24 hour specialized care at no charge to the women they serve. An expensive undertaking, but worth the effort. Learn how you can help at refugeforwomen.org Pittsburgh.
12: It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUSPittsburgh.com. That is pittsburgh.com
0: Liberty Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty.
12: Did you know that some vaccines prevent cancer? I'm Dr. Bill Schaffner of the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases, and I want to talk to you about a vaccine that protects against the most common cause of liver cancer, the hepatitis B vaccine. Hepatitis B virus can stay silent in the body for decades before symptoms develop. Many adults need vaccination, including those up to age 59 with diabetes. To learn more, visit adultvaccination.org. That's adultvaccination.org.
5: The welcome reception? that happened last night kicked off Roberto Clemente week here in the city of Pittsburgh and this week is chock full of events honoring the Clemente patriarch and his surviving family members there are a couple uh, great stories uh, i'm reading here for the one in the, by Mike Persec in the PG um so today board members of the foundation are going to pack food bags for the Boys and Girls Club of Western PA tomorrow the most public event of course Roberto Clemente Day every major league baseball team will play a video honoring Clemente which was previewed at the kickoff event last night Every team that is on the road will play the video in their next home game. And, of course, here in Pittsburgh, the Pirates will all be wearing the number 21 on their backs, something that started last year and is continuing now. Before uh, Wednesday's game against the Reds, the mayor is going to present uh, Luis and Roberto Jr. with the key to the city, a recognition of the Clemente family's ties to Pittsburgh, and that event's going to take place at 1 p.m. at the Clemente statue, which isn't that fabulous? It's so beautiful outside of left field at PNC Park. Um, And also the Pirates nominee for the Roberto Clemente Award this year, which is given annually to the player who best exemplifies the game of baseball, sportsmanship, community involvement, and the individual's contribution to his team. This year it is Jacob Stallings. Um, In the PG, he said that he doesn't meet very often with owner Bob Nutting, and so when manager Derek Shelton approached him and said Nutting wanted to see him, uh, Jacob Stallings thought he might be, quote, in trouble or something. Like, what's Jacob Stallings going to be in trouble for? <laughs> anyway, it turned out to be good news because Nutting informed him that the Pirates had named him the team's nominee for this year's Roberto Clemente Award. Um, upon hearing the news, Jacob Stalling said he became emotional. The 31-year-old has been a fixture of the Pirates' caravan stops. He prides himself on his community service and fundraising events. He said, in fact, by being named the Pirates nominee, um, he realized that the team was going to make a donation to a charity of his choice. And guess what he picked? Compassionate International a group that supports kids living in poverty. We've had a uh, three compassion kids in our household over the years. And it's such a terrific thing. You have an opportunity to develop a relationship with somebody, not just send them cash. And um, we've had three girls over the years. And um, so if you want to be inspired by Jacob Stallings and, uh, inspired by the sacrifice of Roberto clemente who the award honors um why don't you think about adopting a compassion kid you can just go online to compassion international and you can pick what gender you want what age what country or you can just let compassion pick for you but it is a wonderful way that we show that we know jesus have yourself a great night pittsburgh we'll see you right back here i'll be back tomorrow hope you will be as well